Welcome to Nairobi Chapel Embakasi. We grow deep to reach wide. Today we continue with the series and remember as a guiding uh, reading for the old man, we are looking at the book of Galatians and today we will read verse number 5. So if you turn to Galatians chapter 5, we are going to read verse number 5. Last week we read verse number 1, and today we are reading verse number 5. Galatians chapter 5, verse number 5. Galatians 5, verse number 5. It's right before Genesis, amen? What you got, you to check. Galatians chapter 5, verse 5. If you're there, say amen. Through the Spirit, we eagerly await by faith the righteousness for which we hope. Through the Spirit, we eagerly await by faith the righteousness for which, for which we hope. Let's pray. Father, in Jesus' name, as we seek the instruction of your heart, help us, strengthen us, protect us from the enemy who desires that we are not fruitful in your heart that we live it in the house of God, that we are not fruitful even when we live with it, to go with it in our homes, in our places of work. Help us to be fruitful even outside the listening of the message today. King of kings, we bless you, we thank you. In Jesus' name, let's all shout, Amen. Amen. Today's freedom story is from William and Ellen Craft, who got married in 1846 in Macon, Georgia but were held in slavery by different masters. Terrified of being separated, they devised an ingenious plan to flee the deep south of Philadelphia. The light-skinned Ellen cut her hair short, natural manners, ladies, dressed herself in men's clothing and wrapped her hair in bandages to pose as an injured white man. The things you do for freedom. William, meanwhile, assumed the role of her loyal black man-servant. On December 21, 1848, the crafts donned their disguises and boarded a train to begin the long journey north. The scheme seemed doomed from the very start after Ellen found herself sitting next to a close friend of her master, Elkwana Mjua, but her elaborate costume prevented her from being recognized. The crafts spent the next several days traveling by train and steamer through the south, lodging in fine hotels and rubbing elbows with upper class whites to maintain their color. Since she could not read or write, Ellen placed her arm in a sling to avoid signing tickets and papers, but her news was nearly found out when a Charleston steamer clerk refused to sell the pair their tickets without a signature. Luckily for them, the captain of the previous ship happened to pass by and agreed to sign for her. The crafts arrived in Philadelphia on Christmas Day and were sheltered by abolitionists before continuing on to Boston. Fearing slave hunters, the couple later set sail for England, where they wrote a popular account of their escape and raised their family. Each one of us is looking for freedom. Some of us want freedom from time. Manana Konga squeeze her heart every day for work because Saturday. Now listen, we're going to have a Saturday. We're going to have a 6 a.m., 5. Come on, it's bad. 
Some of us want freedom from work. You're tired of work. This 9 to 5 change. You want release. You want to be old boss. You want to wake up and command the army. <laughs> Some of us seek freedom from financial constraints. I don't know what to seek freedom for, from. Unfortunately for us, like I said last week, we are seeking freedom from some people. Amen? Adam Kataiko Seba is the truth. We know the people we seek freedom from. Freedom has been defined, we said this last week, as the power or right to act, to speak or think as one wants. It is absence of subjection to foreign domination or despotic government. It is a state of not being imprisoned or enslaved. So I will ask again, what do you seek freedom from today, this month, this year? What are you asking the Lord to break you from? What chains are holding you down? What is that? Do you know it? I believe that by looking at the life of Jesus in this season of Easter, we can begin to unpack this topic of freedom. And hopefully, just hopefully, it may help you to understand that he has set you free. Can I hear an amen? When Jesus enters the scene, though, the problem is that the Israelites assumed that he came to set them free from the chains of the Roman Empire. I hope that you know that Jesus didn't just come to set you free from what you assume he should set you free from. I hope that what you are asking him to set you free from is the correct thing and not something you've conjured up in your mind or you've been told. He did come to set the Israelites from the freedom from the Roman Empire. He came to set them free from the chains of sin. This month is a month where we remember the Lord. And I hope that in as much as we're taking time to rest, to celebrate, that we remember the Lord. Take time to just chill out kiddo and say thank you Jesus. Thank you for the cross, for the eternal life that I enjoy, for the hope of tomorrow that I know is set. I believe that in this Holy Week that actually begins today with the Palm Sunday that led to the death and the crucifixion of the Lord lies a lot of wisdom as pertains to the topic of freedom. And from this is what we are speaking about this month. The Holy Week begins today, the Palm Sunday, where Jesus is going down to Jerusalem on a donkey. He tells the disciples, go, we find a cult time that has never been used. They are one of our donkey. He led the Abba going to ride on it in Jerusalem, into the most difficult week of my life. Amen. We are together, amen. Hmm. On Monday, the Bible says that Jesus went to the temple. Before he got to the temple, we are told that he cast a victory. Like I said last week, foot he cast it. Because it looked like it was healthy, like it's supposed to have fruits. Where are your fruits? Cast you up. We talked about the issue of the casting. Then he goes into the temple and finds guys selling on a fire bees. Biashara people here. I'm talking to Jitambua. I'm from the house. He beat them up. And then on Tuesday, 
he goes back to the temple and the disciples can tell yeah, yeah, the victory that was cast is now cast Haiko, it has withered they are like these guys walked with Jesus for almost three years and they were still wondering how things like that and then he goes into the temple rebukes the Pharisees and the teachers of the law then in the afternoon the Bible tells us he goes to the Mount of Olives where he gives what has been called the Olive Discourse the prophecy about the end of the times how is going to come back the disciples were still thinking in the Imagine, your disciples. Anyway, that's one other thing. On Wednesday, nothing is recorded. Scholars say maybe I'm coming, hang out, I'm a chill, I'm a talker, you know, he's beaten people on Monday, I'm a tebe bear. They were probably looking for him, I don't know. He will, there's nothing at all in the scriptures about Wednesday. Thursday, he tells the disciples to go and prepare the upper room for the Passover, the celebration of the Jews. But he tells them, during the Passover, is this going to be the last time? That has been this with you. That same late night, he goes to the Garden of Gethsemane, the most difficult place of prayer for him. And I'm here, the disciples, please pray with me. This is going to be a very difficult time. What do they do? Walilala. Prayer. This week you're praying hard. Let's not sleep. Amen. Mm. On Friday and Friday, he's crucified on the cross at 9 a.m. At 3 p.m. he dies. He spent six agonizing hours on the cross for you and I. On Saturday he's dead at the tomb. Jesus lay dead for a whole Saturday. And then on Sunday he rises up. The King of Kings and the Lord of Jesus never did anything without meaning for us. Nothing. And for us read about him, it is important to look at this Holy Week as well, very different. What did it mean for the different things that he did during the Holy Week? What did they point us to? Freedom is one of the most powerful things that are shown in this Holy Week. He came to set us free. So once again I will ask you, what do you seek from the Lord to break as a chain? Something inside of you. What is that? Today we look at the third day of the Holy Week with a view to see what it informs us of. Its events are shown in Matthew 21, Mark 11, Luke 20, John chapter 12. Here we are told, like I've just said, he passes by the cast fig tree, goes into the temple, the disciples are astonished as usual, and then he engages the teachers of the Lord in the temple. In the afternoon he goes and gives the Oliver discourse in the Mount of Olives. He talks about his second coming, the final judgment, the end times events, and this will be our message for today. I want us to read together, it's a long reading, but I want us to read Matthew chapter 24. Matthew chapter 24. If you can turn there, it's a long reading, but we'll read it together quickly. Matthew 24. Matthew chapter 24, if you are there, say amen. This is the Olivet Discourse. Jesus talking about the end of times, his second coming, and the end times events. Matthew 24. If you are all there, say amen. 
Jesus left the temple and was walking away when his disciples came to him to call his attention to his buildings. Do you see all these things? He asked. Truly I tell you, not one stone here will be left on another. Everyone will be thrown down. As Jesus was sitting on the Mount of Olives, the disciples came to him privately. Tell us, they said, when will this happen and what will be the sign of your coming and of the end of the age? Jesus answered, watch out that no one deceives you. For many will come in my name claiming I am the Messiah and will deceive many. You will hear of wars and rumors of wars, but see to it that you are not alarmed. Such things must happen, but the end is still to come. Nation will rise against nation and king, kingdom against kingdom. There will be famines and earthquakes in various places. All these are the beginning of birth pains. Then you will be handed over to be persecuted and put to death. And you will be hated by all nations because of you. At that time many will turn away from the faith and betray and hate each other. Many false prophets will appear and deceive many people. Because of the increase of wickedness, the love of most will grow cold. But the one who stands firm to the end will be saved. And this gospel of the kingdom will be preached in the whole world as a testimony to all nations. And then the end will come. So when you see standing in the holy place the abomination that causes desolation, spoken of through the prophet Daniel, let the reader understand. Then let those who are in Judea flee to the mountains. Let no one on the housetop go down to take anything out of the house. Let no one in the field go back to get their cloak. How dreadful it will be in those days for pregnant women and nursing mothers. Pray, Jesus says, that your flight will not be or take place in winter or on the Sabbath. For then there will be great distress and equal from the beginning of the world until now and never to be equaled again. If those days have not been cut short, no one will survive. But for the sake of the elect, those days will be shortened. At that time, if anyone says to you, look, he is the Messiah. Or, there he is. Do not believe it. For false messiahs and false prophets will appear and perform great signs and wonders to deceive. If possible, even the elect, the elect, those who believe. See, I have told you ahead of time. So believe. So if anyone tells you, there he is, out in the wilderness, do not go out. Or, here he is, in the inner rooms, do not believe it. For as lightning that comes from the east is visible even in the west, so will be the coming of the Son of Man. Wherever there is a carcass, there the vultures will gather. Immediately after the distress of the days, the sun will be darkened, the moon will not give its light, the stars will fall from the sky, and the heavenly bodies will be shaken. Then will appear the sign of the Son of Man in heaven. And then all the peoples of the earth will mourn when they see the Son of Man coming on the clouds of heaven with power and great glory. And he will send his angels with a loud trumpet call and they will gather his elect from the four winds from one end of the heavens to the other. Now learn this lesson from the fig tree. As soon as it twigs, get tender and its leaves come out, you know that summer is near. Even so, when you see all these things, you know that it is near right at the door. Truly I tell you, this generation will suddenly not pass away until all these things have happened. Heaven and earth will pass away, but my words will never pass away. But about that day or, no, or hour, no one knows, not even the angels in heaven or the Son, but only the Father. As it was in the days of Noah, so it will be at the coming of the Son of Man. For in the days before the flood, people were eating, drinking, marrying, giving in marriage, 
up to the day Noah entered the earth. And they knew nothing about what would happen until the flood came and took them all away. That is how it will be at the coming of the Son of Man. Two will be in the field, one will be taken and the other left. Two women will be grinding with a handmill, one will be taken, the other left. Therefore, keep watch, because you do not know on what day your Lord will come. But understand this, if the owner of the house had known at what time of night the thief was coming, he would have kept watch and would not have let his house be broken into. So you also must be ready, because the Son of Man will come at an hour when you do not expect him. Who then is the faithful and wise servant, whom the master has put in charge of the servants in his household to give them their food at their proper time? It will be good for that servant whose master finds him doing so when he returns. Truly I tell you, he will put him in charge of all his possessions. But suppose that servant is wicked and says to himself, my master is staying away a long time back. And he then begins to meet his fellow servants and to eat and drink with drunkards. The master of that servant will come at a day, on a day, when he does not expect him, and at an hour he is not aware of, he will cut him to pieces and assign him a place with the hypocrites, where there will be weeping and gnashing of teeth. In the Oliver Discourse, Jesus gives the following to watch out for. In the future, before he comes, the destruction of Jerusalem and his magnificent temple. He said, is it the beauty you're seeing of the temple in It won't be here. The very false messiahs and false prophets that will come deceiving many, he told us they will come. The many nations and kingdoms rising against each other. The many famines and earthquakes in many different places. Hate, persecution and killing of Christians because of Christ. The many that will turn away from the faith. Increase of wickedness and the love of many towards each other growing cold. The image and reign of the Antichrist. The great distress, tribulation, as never before seen in the world. The sun being darkened, the moon going dark, stars falling from the sky, and the heavens shaking. Christ said it will happen. And then finally, Jesus himself appeared at the end of time. The problem with these prophecies is that there are three groups of people as concerns its understanding and its belief. The first group believes. Ah, you people believe whatever Christ and the servant. We believe. The second group does not believe. I hope that group is not here. Those that think, ah, Pastor, really? I think the sun will go down. Where? It's there. I want to get a rest of the. You know, why can't you keep your moon? Did you see the moon and all that? Eclipse. Pastor. I don't believe. I said, Christ. You don't see Kanyani, the false prophets. But all these other things. Ah. Nah. Pastor, now. But then there's another group, the final group, that actually has fear. Deep down, you're thinking, maybe just maybe these things will happen. Manzee, the fear that's overwhelming your heart, you're like, one of the things me and my wife normally say is, hey, yeah, better be dead by the time these things happen. Antichrist, I mean, put your manzee, great tribulation. Mongo have mercy. 
miguu azin nzuri tu fia which one are you this morning do you believe that what Christ has told us will happen will happen do you believe that he is coming back do you believe he is the savior of the world that when we are celebrating palm sunday that it actually happened they are not going home thinking do you believe do you fear the future the future ahead of you tomorrow the uncertainty of tomorrow does it overwhelm you with sleepless nights kafuliza kadalipo mnashika boss will i clear this bill you're looking at your children and wondering will they make it your younger sister, younger brother, your mom, maybe is not doing well, has fear of when you have. Oh, are you those who just don't believe? Pastor, please preach. Maliza, I don't know what you're talking about. Maliza, I don't know what you're talking about. My lady, for Sunday is done. I don't know what you're talking about. I don't really think so. Guys, Jesus said that all these things will happen. So please when you look at me remember I'm a messenger of Christ mimi nilitumwa tu niwakumbushe they will happen can any amen ule kesema amen muangalie na watu ile if you look at the list of just here the things you read in Matthew 24 some of those things some of the things listed have already happened some are happening as you speak the rest will happen Jesus said Jerusalem will be destroyed the temple will be destroyed and in 70 AD 40 years after Christ the Romans destroyed it it is recorded see we hear that that's history you have to see scripture it's history false messiahs and prophets do you need to be told of the false messiahs and prophets of what happened there are many maka tunangalia tunasema pastor yola we hope you are not kuangalia you better not find any faults otherwise can be such cruel nations and kingdoms rising against each other do you be told of Russia Ukraine even as we speak whatever jesus spoke about the future is true and is happening some will happen how many christians are being killed today because of their faith there are many china india korea they are there I think we get the drift of what I'm talking about. Jesus told us about the future. That it will happen. If you don't believe, warn to you. I'll remind you of the prophet Ezekiel, who was sent to the Israelites to prophesy of the captivity, the 70 years captivity that Jeremiah was doing. Because of their disobedience, they were not obeying the Lord. The prophet's prophecy was taking too long to come. And in response, People started spreading a proverb that it was all a big joke. That he prophesied Jamal, this prophet over here, and he said, Yeah, but he had a message from the Lord by himself. Huh? Oh, Jamal, that's a joke. In response to those people, this is what God said. Ezekiel 12, 21, 28, and 3, 4. So if you can turn this, okay? Ezekiel 12, 21, 28. This is what the Lord said. The word of the Lord came to me, Ezekiel, son of man. What is this proverb you have in the land of Israel? 
until the days go by and every vision has come to nothing. Say to those that don't believe, this is what the Sovereign Lord says, I am going to put an end to this problem. They will no longer quote it in Israel. Say to them, the days are near when every vision will be fulfilled. There will be no more false visions or flattering divinations among the people of Israel. I, the Lord, will speak what I mean, and it shall be fulfilled without delay. For in your days, he says, you will be rebellious people. I will fulfill whatever I say, declares the sovereign Lord. The word of the Lord came to me, son of man, the Israelites are saying, the vision you see is for many years from now, Buana. And he prophesies about the distant future. Therefore, say to them, verse 28, this is what the sovereign Lord says, none of my words will be delayed any longer. Whatever I say will be fulfilled, declares the sovereign Lord. I hope none of us here has an unbelieving heart to the words of Jesus. Not, not just about what he did and the present, but about the future as well. Believe. Don't allow your heart to lie to you that Jesus' words about the future are false. They are true and they will come to happen. The question is when. It is any time. The Bible tells us in the book of Hebrews, when Christ came, the end of time is begun. We are living in the very last days. We talked about this a little in January. These are the last days. So don't allow your heart to lie to you that the word of God is not true. It is. And it will come to be. So what has he told us about the future? Pastor, Sarah, Sarah here. Pastor, Sarah. His word is true. So what do we do? Jesus gave only one answer. One. Keep watch. Watch out. Be alert. Be alert. Be alert. Be alert. Go alert. Hand to the other one. Watch out. Watch out. To be alert is to be quick to notice any unusual and potentially dangerous or difficult circumstance. It is also to be able to think clearly or to be intellectually active. Jesus is telling us that this alertness we need for these times can never happen on our own. You can't just be alert out of your own strength. Try everything you want. But when it comes to the things of God, you need His help. How can we know for sure? Pastor Lord is a false prophet. How do you know? He's a false minister. If the Spirit of God cannot help you. Yes, you can see the things I do. But the falseness of the Spirit can only come by knowledge, by the Spirit of God. Jesus is the only one who can help us. And this he did by the gift of the Spirit. If you have not received the Lord in your heart, if you have not purpose that you are going to live a Spirit-filled life, it is going to be very difficult to be alert in the last days. Very difficult. You will be swayed by everything that comes. Especially the way people are being swayed right now. Without the Spirit of God, you probably still believe that all these things will never happen. Believe on the Lord Jesus and the truth of the future will overwhelm your heart and your spirit. So if you have not received Him, I beg you these last days, today, 
ask him if you are out. Say, Jehovah, I want to walk with you. Help me believe. Help me. But pastor, what about the fear of all these things at the very end of time? Man said, you are scared. Kwanzaa, you read, how many have ever read the book of Revelation? Sure, man, Revelation. Man, those things sound like a movie, man. You know, someone has you are in the Lord of the Rings. Is it uh, Avengers Endgame? At the very end, Avengers fans, huh? The same spirit of the living God that has not given us fear has given us power, love, and soundness of mind, self-control. So the same spirit of God helps us in the times of fear. David said in Psalms 34 verse 4, I sought him and he heard me and delivered me from all my fears. So what fears do you have? Jesus came to free us from the fear of the dark future ahead of us. It's going to be very difficult if you don't know the Lord. If it's not difficult already. His death on the cross and resurrection gives us the hope of not only being righteous in him, being made as white as snow, but the hope of a wonderful eternity with him. If fear has overwhelmed your heart again, my prayer to you, my plea to you this morning, afternoon, sorry, is seek him. He will hear you and deliver you from all your fears. That is what David prayed. And so my question to you, if you have fear, is what is the fear? Do you fear the future? Do you fear not having? Because fear will drive you to do crazy things. Fear will drive you away from the Lord. What is your fear? I want us to read Galatians 5, 5 again. Let me read it for us. Through the Spirit, we eagerly await by faith the righteousness for which we hope. Through faith, through the Spirit, the Spirit of God, we eagerly await by faith the righteousness for which we hope. One day, one day, you shall be as white as snow. There will be no spot on you. That day is coming when the Lord comes to take us home. It is coming in the near future. But we wait upon it by faith. By faith we know there is a blessed hope that is coming. Book of Titus. That is the coming of the Lord for his children. By faith. So what is the fear that you have in God's house today? Join us every Sunday from 11 a.m. at Trubani House off Airport North Road. Have a blessed week.